0: All right, greetings welcome to Pops Collection, where we dissect and reflect on a movie or TV show from a Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy, join me as Pops, and today we're going to be finishing out the Dark Knight trilogy with the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, welcome, everybody. How's
1: it all going? I hope it's going well for all of you, and uh, also for you, Ron. How's everything? Yeah, everything's fine. Good. Well. I see you got your Super Mario Brothers shirt on, huh? Yes, I do. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Must be uh,
0: a, another comic book? I don't know. I'm sure that they had a comic at some point. I know they definitely had comics in the Nintendo Power uh, magazine uh, monthly as well as I think uh, Valiant Comics did a couple of Nintendo properties. I don't know if Mario was one of them, but they certainly had a, a Metroid one, which I had. Right, and uh, then there was also uh, the Sega comics, Mm -hmm. you know, with Sonic and Mega Man. Yeah, they're still going. Well, Mega Man's not Sega, it's Capcom, so. Oh, yeah,
1: well, either way. Anyways, uh, that's a story or a show for another time. Yeah. Uh, When, I don't know, but there are lots of possibilities there. All right, so this was 2012, as I had talked with you uh, previously, almost uh, not the same director. Nolan uh, was having second thoughts about that. So, uh, but he did uh, write the story with his brother and with uh, David Goyer, I believe. So, and they were able to come up with what they thought was a good conclusion, which um, as a viewer, I appreciate that one thing that I really don't care for all that much is coming to the end of a series yeah. or, and there's like too many open ends, which I mean, there were some here, but I think more along the lines of trying to open it up for maybe other stories, not necessarily another Batman story. I'd agree with that. The way that I felt that it ended, which uh, again, this was released uh, in July of 2012. Mm-hmm. A little earlier in New York, but in the uh, US and UK on the twentieth, had a twenty three million two hundred and thirty million dollar budget. Mm. And again, the second of this trilogy that made over a billion dollars, right? which crazy. Um, I thought that it was interesting how they chose to continue on with the end of the story from the second movie. Yeah. But we're
0: at eight years later. True. And, you know, I, I, you have to kind of wonder what it would have been, how different it would have been had Heath Ledger had, you know, still been alive, you know, I bet you it would have been a totally different, you know, they talked about it being a um, more of, Uh, interaction between dent and and uh um joker so we didn't get any of that right well that's right well
1: i don't know they well they killed off dent at the end of the movie ledger was still alive when they were making the movie
0: yeah the i think the idea was is that the beginning parts of the third movie was actually they they put the put that in the end of the second part of the movie because of, you know, he'd her not being able to come back after in post-production. So I gotcha. Okay. Well, interesting whatsoever. Yeah.
1: Um, We did have some different bad guys here. Yeah. Um, Venom. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Bane. Oh, okay. (laughs) I see what you did there. Da-dum-bum. Yeah, I thought I would throw that in. Nice to know a more than one comic book
0: character. But in, in both of these movies, he has a ridiculous accent. Both those movies, so <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, Tracy was saying that it was basically like Sean Connery, but like insane, like like somebody doing an impression of Sean Connery. You know, um, I could see that. Yeah, so I was, could definitely see that. Yeah, but since, since you brought up Bane, I do want to just kind of point this out that Bane is a character that was uh, created by uh, Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan. And Graham Nolan is a, an artist that um, he's still in the industry. He's not a part of the big two. He's actually an independent artist and he has he has crowdf- crowdfunded his own stuff. And so now he writes and and illustrates uh, things like Alien Alamo and the Chinook. There's a couple of... Um, uh, you know, different, uh, things that he does. And he actually has a YouTube channel where he actually has gotten a number of other people in the comics industry to come on and tell stories. It's called called the storyteller. So it's just a shout out to him because, um, it's pretty amazing the people that he gets on there and some of the cool things that that they talked about. He's had Walt Stevenson on there. It's Walt Simonson. Sorry. And, um, uh, John Romita jr. Just really cool stuff. So. Anyway, uh, I do want, have you added it to your podcast or things that you listen to or, well, it's, it's a YouTube thing. So it's on my, I'm subscribed to his channel and you should too. Okay. I will. If you say so. But I did want to kind of take a look at some of the uh, uh, art from some of his uh, first appearances and some of the source material. So I'll go ahead and just uh, share my screen. This, let's see. This was uh, from Batman Vengeance of Bane. This was his first appearance. And you could see uh, this is just Graham Nolan style, this uh, big splash page where you have some inserts here and there. And uh, just, you know, how Bane is like this, you know, giant hulking figure and his lackeys. And so, you know, he has the the Venom, which is kind of funny. He's He also plays Venom, but, you know, he's got like the, um, you know, things. Right. Going. Yes. And this particular rend- uh, rendition. Yeah he now is that the 1993 or no this came out this one came out in 92 this was kind of like a one one one-time special uh edition there was a second one that came out in 95 but it was just basically his origin story so you could see um very similar to the film if you go to the beginning of it you know he's you know born in a prison for you know the crimes of his father he's got to pay for it you know the difference is, is that this is a cuban prison that he's in And uh, he's experimented on eventually. And so a little little bit of a different story, but you had that, but the real big uh, comic moment for Bane was in a series called, uh, or a run called Nightfall, which, uh, you know, Graham Nolan, Chuck Dixon did have some hand in, but it it actually spanned a number of different books. It was in detective comics. It was in Batman and a couple others. And so I've got like this one key moment here where Bane breaks the back of Batman, that was just one of the things that I saw was pretty evocative. But um, you know, so you got that there.
1: Yes, and if you notice his, uh,
0: he's a lot hairier in yeah. this version. Yeah, this actually wasn't illustrated by Graham Nolan. I think it was. Uh, let's see. I think there's an info page here if I remember correctly. I'll just scroll up to the beginning of it. There we go. This was uh, written by Doug uh, Mensch and Jim arparo so that that particular iconic image was done by by those two and then uh this is another one from graham nolan just kind of a big splash page of uh you know bang tossing batman which is pretty cool i mean you know obviously it's peak early 90s comics you know just you know kind of the extreme you know Todd mcfarland slash rob liefeld that's kind of the the context that you were in when it comes to those comics but obviously there's a lot of talent there and you can just see look at the, the detail with the uh, oh the absolutely movie. batman's yes. you know costume torn up it's awesome
1: well you notice we also have um you know from like the animated series and uh some of the different batman animations yeah uh in the early ones bane is not really portrayed as this big bad 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 villain he's kind of more of uh well in
0: some he's a lackey for uh poison ivy yeah that was the batman and robin movie with uh george clooney and uh, mr freeze mr freeze Yes, um, another classic
1: uh, that we probably will have to eventually... Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, TMNT3, you know? Yeah, possibly. You know, in that same vein, maybe a little better quality, but... Yeah. um In this version, I really love the way that they portrayed him. yeah. Uh, from beginning to end he definitely was more of a feared villain oh sure you know feared by not
0: only uh, the police but by other villains yeah yeah and the the raza ghul connection is very I, I That's the one thing I'll say about the Nolan movies that they did, I think the best out of all of the other Batman films is that he really, uh, once you established a villain in his universe, that villain stuck around, which is very indicative, you know, true to the comics. you know we actually have Scarecrow come up in this film in, in a very you know brief scene, but he's there.
1: Well, no he's not really he's in a few scenes. He's playing the judge, right that's my point you know but he's uh just like you say briefly but he is uh he has passed sentence uh quite a few times Mm -hmm. um yes and we also got selena cal uh kyle yes that's right uh as a bad person and uh john daggett yes who uh appears somewhat but not very often right as a uh I don't know. Counter to Bruce Wayne,
0: yeah, he's kind of like the Justin
1: Hammer to Tony Stark. Probably yes, pretty close to it. I yeah. would, I would have to say that uh, quite similar. Uh, what I thought was interesting about this was the twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this time, well, actually, in the back half of the movie, when you get the story of the yeah. pit, right. Uh, you know that is a humongous twist at the end there yeah i agree but uh and again um all due to the writing and the direction of nolan uh and goyer who's a brilliant writer you know oh. yeah i agree he's actually i i told you that uh, i got a sneak peek uh for the long halloween uh-huh on uh my new uh justice society world war II, which um i'll probably do a little bit of a review on our webpage. okay uh on our facebook page i'll talk with you about that okay um but what i thought was interesting is Goya wrote the story for that too uh okay for the animated version gotcha of that and uh it's actually going to be in two parts So it's obvious they couldn't tell that story, yeah. In just well, originally when the long Halloween came out, it was like a sixteen issue,
0: thirteen, yeah,
1: or yeah, it was uh, multiple issues. So I could see how one animation wouldn't tell the whole story so yeah
0: literally one issue would cover a a holiday throughout a year and so that's why i think they call it the long halloween is that it's kind of you know going throughout the year and like you know some of it takes place on valentine's day one takes place in president's day you know it's just it's one of those things where
1: yeah it's kind of cool the actual and like i said the it's going to be coming out in i think october okay as a graphic novel they're going to reprint it Ah, okay. In one huge graphic novel. So I think they should. Yeah, I think that uh, it kind of reminds me of different TV series. I prefer to watch them when I get them on DVD because. Yeah. Uh, although on some series I have watched them, and waited till the next week to get to the next episode, but the story just loses continuity that way. You know. Yeah, yeah it can. It can. You know, so I prefer to just buy it the whole season and watch it all at once. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes it flow a little better. But in this case, uh, this story takes place eight years after um, Harvey Dent's death. And we get a, I think it's called the Dent Law or something. or. Dent Act, yeah. The Dent Act, thank you. Yep. Yeah. which gives the police expanded powers. And uh, we're actually seeing a Gotham city that really doesn't have a lot of crime. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, and um, we also, I think that, you know, this is The Dark Knight Rises, but I think a lot of this story is really about Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. Which is good because, like I said before, Christian is not, or not Christian, but, um, you know, he plays a better Batman than he does, I mean, a better Bruce Wayne than he does a Batman. Yeah. You know, and so I don't really think we get a whole lot of Batman in this. No, no, we don't. Story, we get a lot more, because it almost reminded me of the dark night returns the graphic novel uh the parts yes. where yeah. he we first see him he's kind of a shell of himself Yeah, he's again old. it's it's been eight years yeah. he's got a beard he's got a mustache yeah he has trouble with his leg right uh, we find out when he decides or thinks that he needs to Go out again as Batman. His doctor says, Hey, you got brain damage. You got, you know, you got, you know, this wrong with you, this wrong with you, all these things where he really should be retired. Yeah. You know, but uh, again, I think it's pretty, I was a pretty interesting story Yeah. Um, all the way around. And I think from the very beginning, there were twists. Mm -hmm. certainly yeah and the one thing that i really didn't care about too much was maybe the cgs in this
0: yeah i can see that
1: you know i mean we got some cameos from some nfl players oh yeah you know but that particular scene with the football field uh you know being destroyed uh, I don't know. I just Took didn't out realize. It. Yeah, it did. It's one of the few times.
0: I mean, I was taken out of it a couple of times here and there. Yeah, I, I was taken out of it right away when all of a sudden I heard, nobody cared who I was till I put on the mask. You know? Yeah, just, <laughs> really yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: That That is true. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. But, yeah. uh, hey, well... Where do you want to start here? I mean, we're eight years behind. Yeah. You know, we have Bain uh, getting into an airplane Mm -hmm. to get somebody that the CIA or FBI or somebody is uh, is trying to protect. Exactly, yeah. And uh, we kind of get an inkling of the story that Bruce has no money because he put his money in this uh, energy machine that uh, he found out
0: could be used as a weapon. Right. Who the scientist that was captured figured out how to weaponize it. Right.
1: Well, was he the
0: original designer of of the water system or the energy system? We don't know. I don't think so. I think he was just the one, like he published a paper saying, Hey, if this technology existed, this it would be weaponized. And therefore Bruce Wayne saw that and was like, there's no way we can bring this to the city because if somebody else figured out how to weaponize it, somebody here can. Right. Which
1: unfor- it's unfortunate, but that's kind of the way uh, a lot of the stories go. There's something that is of, good value to humanity yet somebody can twist it around and turn it into something that would be destructive to
0: humanity. Yeah. That was the whole plot to Iron Man Two in a lot of ways. Exactly. Yes, definitely. And, um,
1: I guess you could even say age of Ultron. Yeah. had that kind of, uh, you know, but, uh, again, we're talking about Bain mm-hmm. and his actual thing. Now we get introduced to some different characters in this, as I mentioned, Selena Kyle, yep and John Daggett. Uh, yep. Also Miranda Tate, right, which in the beginning we see as one of the good guys, right um, And Johnny Blake. yes is another character who somehow uh, Commissioner Gordon makes a detective. Right. (laughs) You know, from being just a regular police officer.
0: Yeah. And and who knows, just basically intuits that, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yes. And go figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that that is one thing that, and I, I don't know if it's, it's hard to tell exactly what is the reason why it happens like this. So for instance, like in the comics or in the TV show or the animated series, you know, there's always been, uh, you know, this uh, way of trying to keep Batman's identity a secret. And only a few people really do find out that who Batman really is, but it seems like everybody figures out who Batman is in the movies everybody figures it out eventually well yeah i'm sure there's
1: a reason for that
0: and to me the other part of it because it's like it's almost the exact opposite with marvel you know at the very end of iron man he's like you know no secret identity nonsense he's not my bodyguard i am iron man right and so uh, i'm wondering if that because of that people you know they uh other folks in the creative industry are like, yeah, the secret identity thing is not really something that is relevant anymore. I don't know. Well, which bodes to me
1: is why in the heck nobody could figure out Clark Kent was Superman. I mean, he wears glasses.
0: Yeah. That's his disguise. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. Well, uh, to be fair, to be fair, I will say that uh, Christopher Reeve, when he was Superman, uh, there was more than just glasses when it came to his secret identity. Like, you know, there was a way that he would uh, slouch a little bit more. You know, he definitely had a different um, body language when he was trying to be Clark Kent. Uh, he, he actually, I think he pulled it off in a very interesting way. I mean, obvious. It's still obvious that he's Superman, but at the same time, you could tell that he is—he's uh, an actor trying to be an actor inside his own film, which is kind of interesting.
1: Yes, that's true. Okay, so, but that's Superman. Batman has a cowl. Yeah. You know, he has. And he a, he changes his voice he, to sound ridiculous. Yes, without using a manipulator, a voice reflected. But uh, this one, not so
0: much. He didn't... Uh, well, he wasn't, he wasn't Batman for a whole lot of the movie, like you said. So he didn't have right. a whole lot of time to do that. So Right. You know. But uh, again,
1: I thought it was interesting how they... Um, every little part kind of unfolded into another yeah. little part of the story. And I thought it was good the way that you didn't really get... Um, the true story till almost the very end.
0: Yeah, yeah. In different characters, they get the truth revealed to them at certain parts, and it completely changes the story. So, for instance, you know, we see at the very beginning or towards the beginning, you know, uh, the the mayor is you know giving a speech about you know how successful the Dentac has been, and you know it's because of Harvey's sacrifice that they were able to do all this stuff. And we see a speech that was prepared by. Gordon and he says I can't go through with it and it turns out that speech was you know the basically on the truth about Harvey Dent right and then you know Bruce because he's in that you know uh, you know feeling sorry for himself and just kind of being a recluse the whole time it's because he thinks that Rachel was going to leave Harvey to be with him that he put going to put away Batman and that never happened. And so he has that weight on him. And then he finds out from Alfred that, Hey, that really wasn't the thing she actually wrote you a letter. And I never gave it to you because I didn't want to spare you the pain, but she was never going to be with you anyway. She was going to go run away with Harvey Dent. And so he finds that out and that totally changes it for him, you know? And then this is the big thing, I think. And this actually is, I think there's actually some biblical principles here is that, um, you know, Galatians 6 says, you know, don't be deceived, which is so you'll reap, you know. So sin can stay hidden for a while, but eventually it will come out. And because of the passivity of Jim Gordon, the truth about Dent comes out. But what is, when does it come out? It comes out when Bane brings it to light. And that completely throws everything into chaos, you know. Which is what he
1: wanted to do anyways.
0: Yes. And... The best part about that is that it was him essentially fulfilling his mission from the League of Shadows, which is to me is like the biggest, you know, another big revelation about that. So right, and it uh, comes full circle from Batman Begins.
1: Exactly. Everything kind of like goes together. And, but the thing that what, to me was so cool was that we kept hearing these stories Mm-hmm. that um, Bane was in the League of Shadows, but he got excommunicated. Right. So we got that little story. So we thought, wow, so this guy is so crazy. Yeah. And that even the League of Shadows don't want him. Right. You know, so we were thinking along that lines. Yeah. And then a little further in the story, we get this thought that um, because they tell the story of the pit, yeah. That he's the one that was successful climbing out the pit, right? And that he's Rasha Gul's son, exactly. You know, and we kind of get that story now as a uh, comic book guy, right? Uh, I can say that I have never i'm sure there's probably is but i've never read a story where Raja ghul had a son no but he did have a daughter yes yes and i've heard that story i've read that story yeah uh it's been uh brought out in many different uh once on arrows and another story but always Raja ghul had a daughter Even in Gotham, and he was showed up in Gotham. So, Uh, as somebody who knows the story, yeah, I thought, well, okay, this is going to be interesting if Bane is his son, right? You know, I'm thinking I've never heard that story before, so I was kind of piqued in interest to see how they were going to go with that. Yeah, and. Of course, we got a 180 with that
0: at the end. Yeah. And then the other one, I will say, the big story changing is Selena Kyle's arc because, you know, she is constantly trying to run away from the consequences of her actions. And so she is looking for this one thing that's going to set her life up and everything. And so that kind of, you know, moves the plot along in various points as well. So it's interesting. Right. And we do learn, uh, That she had uh, stolen
1: uh, Bruce's fingerprints for Daggett. Right. uh, Who, as we know, or he thinks, he's hired Bane, Mm -hmm. you know, to do different things for him so that he
0: can get uh, Bruce's company. That's right. And so we have that storyline. And that is his motivation. Once he finds out that's not what the people he was working for, their motivations were he, he's really upset about that.
1: Yes. Yes, that's true. And, uh, you know, he kind of loses his head about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, I thought the way that they uh, developed the Bane character in this
0: mm-hmm.
1: was just it was a great twist at the end. Agreed, yeah, you know, and uh, I thought was what I thought was interesting was the pit when Bruce was in the pit, yeah, uh, all that happened in five months, right? You know, I'm it just I, I don't know, I thought, you know, I figured, oh, this is going to take years Mm -hmm. but we did get that uh flaming bat on the side of the building and we got bane saying unbelievable yeah like not possible he thought right so he was in his attempt wanted to break bruce yep he also knew that bruce was batman yes And as did uh, uh, Miranda, even though she never mentioned it until the end, but she did know. Right. You know, but uh, we got, um, I think the story flowed in such a manner that uh, we could, other than those spots that took me out of it, which there were a few of them. Right. Um, that took me out of it. And I thought, okay, this is, I could have done without this. Who needed to see the guy score a touchdown, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty good, other than those things, how the criminals, Took over the city. Yeah. And how the twist where they uh, actually uh, had all the police in the underground. Yep. And they were stuck there, and the chaos of the city being run by the criminals. Yeah. So definitely, I like the way that storyline went. Mm hmm. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting how uh, Gordon and Blake, even though that Blake, after hearing Bain talk about Dent not being the guy that everybody thought he was, and Gordon actually not, you know, bringing it to light sooner how he kind of Blake kind of forgave Gordon and actually worked with him. Yeah. And with the police underground to kind of get things a little bit back to normal somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that was the goal. Um And we also had another character, I guess, was he the chief of police, I guess that, uh, there was another character blonde
0: hair uh, he kind oh, of oh, I can't remember yeah maybe yeah. maybe yeah yeah he he I think he was just you know working with Commissioner Gordon I don't think he was maybe it was the chief of police I don't remember
1: right I'm not positive well in the end he came out in like a Chief's a policeman suit yeah you know so maybe I don't know but uh He kind of, I think that that is a situation that probably happens where we can become complacent. Yeah. And I think because of the way that uh, the Dent Act had worked all these eight years, that he was kind of complacent about things that where he was like not, Blake was telling him, hey, there's, things going on underground and he's like, oh, we really don't need to worry about that stuff, you know, which is, you know, when things are going right, I think that it, that is a human thing that we do become complacent.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, whereas well, I, think I think that's I, what he was more complacent.
0: Well, I, I think actually it's not necessarily complacent. It was fear. Right. Because, you know, he's got a family he's got to take care of, you know, and you could see how uh, fearful he was that he wouldn't even come to the door when Gordon was there. Right. So that was I think that's what it is. Right.
1: Well, I'm going to say then. But before that, before Bane blew up everything. Yeah. When they were he was the uh, Blake was trying to tell him that they needed to check out the underground. And he was like. we don't have to worry about those criminals. You know, they're probably nothing, you know? Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Right. In that part, he was more complacent. Yeah. Which after everything happened, that's when, uh, officer Blake became detective Blake.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought again was interesting uh we also got uh some kind of interesting appearances uh jamie from blue bloods your mom's uh one of your mom's favorite shows
0: oh, okay played a
1: rookie police officer oh, okay. who actually shoots at batman
0: not knowing the old guys like kid you're shooting at the wrong guy you know yeah yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, if it's a young person, you know, and if he got the force, if he's, if he's been on the force for less than eight years, then he's been a police officer for the full time when Batman was not around. So,
1: Right. Had no
0: idea who he was. So the way they played all that
1: was just like, yeah, it, I thought the movie was done 90% great. Yeah, You know, like I said, I was taken out of it a few times. Uh, But I did like the entwining of the different stories. Yeah, agreed. And Selena Kyle, the relationship with her and Bruce was done real well. Because that is an ongoing thing, of course. Even Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. Which we did get a little of that towards the end of the movie. That's right. Uh, We also had uh, Fox there, who was basically... Which I don't know, but that part of the story where he kept everything under lock and key, he was uh, taking all of their different uh, military inventions and different things, and he was putting them in one area. And then we find out later, as uh, Bane and Batman are fighting, that Bane knows where it's all at. And right. he's going to take it all. Yep. So, you know, was that all a manipulation from Bane? You know, this is a story that's been years in the making, I think, uh, as far as the plot for Bane. Right. I think he's been a very patient guy. His goal is to finish Raja destruction of Gotham.
0: Well, I I think it's more about uh, Miranda slash Talia. Um, You know, it's about her taking revenge on Batman for killing her father and her kind of taking her rightful place in the League of Shadows and continuing out the mission of Gotham has served its purpose. It needs to be destroyed. Yes, but until the end there,
1: everybody believes that it's all Bane. You know, and that was the that to me was the interesting twist. Yeah, when we get to the uh, t- when Tate's uh, stabs Batman. Yeah, and she's like, "No, I'm the kid that got out of the pit." Right. And it was like a what moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Done really well. Yep. Yeah. And that Bane was her protector in the pit. That's right. So. I thought that was really good. It really never got explained, though, the mask part of it.
0: Yeah, it was said because he was so severely injured, the mask actually uh, gives him... Uh, it lessens the pain that he experiences, the chronic pain that he suffers. Unlike the comic where the mask, you know, is a way to get the venom in him to so make him super strong.
1: Right, which totally different, but...
0: Yeah, this probably
1: a more believable story, maybe. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, but uh, even though she didn't want him to die, Batman, uh, he still was going to kill her. Uh, kill. Yep. Uh, Bane was still going to kill Batman. Agreed. Yeah. You know, uh, but then we get another character arc with Selina Kyle. Mm-hmm. You know everybody expecting her to leave she blew the hole yep and she was going to just leave then yep but did not right so we got that and we also somewhere in the story we had this uh uh machine that he called the bat yes and uh we got in the story that uh, the only thing messed up with it or the thing that didn't work was the autopilot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Was the story. Right. But again, due to the great writing at the end,
0: yeah, you know, the, everything has unfolded yep. from there. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the big thing is that the ending, I thought was actually really, really done well. Um, and you know like you like you said i think there was some true resolution there you have basically batman slash bruce wayne really ending his career and making sure that things are put in place to kind of carry on his legacy so first thing is that you know he donates his home to uh the orphans which is you know something that you know kind of uh you know they used to be involved in but they couldn't because of financial difficulty so you have that you've got uh The uh, bat signal, he's restored that to Jim Gordon, right? He got a brand new bat signal at the end. You saw him, you know, uh, taking a look at that. He gives instructions uh, to Blake to find the bat cave. And then at the very, very end, uh, we get this callback to uh, this, you know, fantasy that Alfred Alfred has. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of just looks across uh, at a restaurant and he sees him. You know, and so I think that was like the perfect way to end the movie. And right with and, Selena
1: Kyle, he was there with Selena,
0: right? And, and it's, and I think it was also the perfect way to end, you know, both Christian Bale and uh Christopher Nolan's run with the Batman series. I mean, it, it was really a good ending. I mean, it you know, yes. sure, it kind of opened up, you know, possibility of exploring, you know, what did uh, you know, the new Robin was he going to do or whatever, but that's, that's what I
1: would have loved. To either have a Robin or a Nightwing movie. Yeah, I mean. I think that would be, or and that's still something that I think that they
0: should maybe try to address. Well, they, I don't think they'll be able to in the DCEU because they've killed off Robin off screen for us. So, you know, at least, well, they, killed, they said they killed off Robin, but they didn't say which Robin because there's been like six of them, right? There's been quite a few different Robins. There's a Red Hood. Uh,
1: and there's Damien, his son. Yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, Tim Drake, right? Yes. And, uh, there's a girl, the original, Robin, I think, right? Uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. Was the original who became Nightwing. Right. You know, which I think, uh, when DC had that series on their channel, uh, Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I think they attempted to go in that direction, yeah. Uh, which I thought was a good series, but only two seasons, so. Right. I was wondering about that. Hmm. Well, we also got closure knowing that uh, Bruce was still alive because we got Fox. Right. Uh, having his techs try to figure out how come the self-destruct are the i'm sorry the uh autopilot didn't work right on yet it did work right it did so they were like oh yeah this thing was patched six months ago or whatever you know right and so then we got okay we had the possibility for bruce to be alive right now you know so all in all like i say 90 percent uh uh, thoroughly enjoyable yeah so anything else that uh, you want to go over nope I've said everything I wanted to say oh good well uh, I'm going to say the same me too cool. other than uh, giving it a rating and since
0: I went first last time I'm going to make you go first this uh... okay. okay well I, I you mentioned you like 90% of the film so I don't know if that means you're going to give it a 9 but uh, for me, it's probably an 8.5. I'm going to give it that. Um, you know, still a very good film. Uh, story, very good. You know, like like we said, you know, some of the the things. So I would say the the takeaways is some of the performances were a little bit less than than stellar. So um, particularly uh, Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle, just okay. You know, not no no uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, in my book, so 8.5 for me.
1: Um, yes, I'd have to agree with that portrayal. Uh, That and uh, Sean Connery as Bane was uh, definitely, uh, well, it was good, but like you said, didn't need to have that accent, definitely. I think he would have been more ominous, although in some of the animated stuff, he has a Spanish accent.
0: Yeah, which makes sense because his original origin story was in, he was raised in Cuba. So. Yes, originally.
1: So, yes. So I'm going to say that. But um, 8.5 is a good rating. Uh, I am going 9, like you thought. Okay. Uh, because for the most part, I enjoyed it. It's a story that it's one of the DC movies that you could actually watch more than once. Agreed. Yeah, and enjoy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like if I were to turn on the television and it was on a TV with commercials, yeah. I would just throw the DVD in and watch it. Right. You know. Yeah. So that I can watch it without commercials, but because yeah. uh, you can imagine with commercials, it'd probably be a three and a half hour movie or four hours. Yeah. Hour movie, uh, so. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so All right. that was good. I thought, uh, like you, I said, there was closure there, uh, which I totally liked about it. Uh, it did make me want to have a Robin movie or Nightwing at the end there. I totally thought that was would have been acceptable if they wanted to go that route, but... I think by this time, Nolan was done with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I would rather him be done with it than make a lackluster fourth film.
1: I would agree with that. But again, if it's another story, it's not a Batman story. Yeah. You know, that would... But I guess anybody else could do that. Yeah. So it just makes me bode the new batman how is that going to be i wonder what well, we'll find out time will tell yes time will tell okay um if you're done i'm done all right definitely cool all
0: right well thank you all for jo- joining us for an episode of pops collection we will uh, see you next week with something special we don't know exactly yet but uh stay tuned for that and uh thank you goodbye and god bless Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.